Hello, sexies. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, and I am Taylor Sparks, your host and sex goddess for the evening. We are here for the purposes of educating, entertaining, and informing you in all areas of sexuality, sexual health, kink, relationships, and the business of sex. I am so excited as I am every week to bring you a new and exciting and also brilliant guest. Before I bring her on, let me give you a little bit about her. Ashley Cobb is a sexpert leader and influencer known for her fun, down-to-earth and practical commentary that's been featured in top media outlets to include Huffington Post, Cosmopolitan, Self Magazine, Women's Health, Black Love Doc, Shape, and many more. She's also the sex advice columnist for Madame Noir. With her degrees in biology and health promotion, Ashley is able to combine two of her favorite things, science and sex, into a cohesive platform that makes the pleasure principle more like the pleasure placement. Ashley spends countless hours experimenting, researching, and trying new tools to empower Black women to get in tune with their bodies and rediscover pleasure. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That bio sounds really, really good. <laughs> yes, it does. I was like, go on, girl, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, the, the person who I paid to write that, like, I, I really need to send, there, send her like a cash app. Because that sounds really, really great. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you are really, really great. They don't just sound that way. It is all true. And it couldn't have been true. It, 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 you couldn't just put it up there and be like, we'll just make up some shit. <laughs> well, that, that is that is true, but I'm like, that sounds really dope. Like, I'll hire me. That sounds great. Well, damn it, there you go. You <laughs> should, you should. Well, I'm so glad that I get this time to speak with you. I've been uh, a fan from afar for a while now and, and watching all the things you've been doing and saying, and I love some of the stuff you do and say. And so I'm really excited to have you here. And I know I'm not the first one to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because I, I still want to know. You have degrees in biology and health promotion. There are a mm -hmm. lot of avenues you could have taken with that educational background. Tell me why sex. Oh, okay. So originally, um, so the, the long, the, the short story is I originally wanted to be something in the health field. I went to mm -hmm. college. I tried that avenue. Um, didn't like it. I, I I wanted to be like a pathologist or something like that. Eh, it wasn't wasn't the, wasn't the path for me. Um, mm -hmm. Then then I why I was at I went to Carolina for a summer. To it was a summer for like medical student people who want to be like medical students. Um, and then while there, I talked to some public health students. I'm like, okay, this sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so. After that, I after I graduated, I went back to school to get my health promotion degree because I was interested in working as like a public health educator who works in um, the health department. Okay, um, that's right. That's so I was like, okay, well, I, I think I'm interested in that aspect of health. Um, I let, let's do that. Once I got once I got my second degree, I could not find a job um, uh at a health. At a health department, um, we was in the middle of a, a recession, and people who had the jobs were holding on to the jobs, and so it was. It was mm. I could I couldn't find a job in a in the health field like, like I wanted to, um. So and it all worked out like how it was supposed to work out. Now sure. looking look, looking at it hindsight, um. Mm -hmm. So I kind I kind of had to create my own 
thing. Right. So I want I wanted to be able to talk about sex and STDs and just bring awareness around pleasure in black women. And mm-hmm. I could I there at the time I couldn't I couldn't get paid to do it. So I created a blog. That's what that's all I knew. Like, well, I, I guess I'll create this blog or something. And so I did that. And this was in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, when I finally, when I finally created the blog, um, because I got out of school, it was like, um, four, four years between me get, leaving school and starting the blog. So mm-hmm. there was, there was several years of in between there. But once, once I finally figured out like, okay, well, I, I still want to do this and I still can't find a job. Let me just create the blog. I started the blog. Um, and I liked the feedback I was getting from the blog. Um, nice. I'm from a small town and Mm -hmm. when I first started talking about sex on the internet uh, it was very shocking to people because (laughs) because really it was to know but to know me to know to to know my to know my background and Uh to know to know me I could see how it would be shocking I was a teacher so so once I got once I got out of school and cut on a job in public health. I was a teacher for like five plus years. I was a teacher. What um, grades were you were you teaching? Middle school. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's challenging middle, middle school girl. I, I I loved it. I, I love the kids. Teaching yeah. I I stopped teaching for other reasons, but I, I like this the students. So I okay. was a teacher. Um I grew up in a very religious uh back home i was mm-hmm. still you know kind of kind of find my way in that that what religion what it looked like for me um mm-hmm. so now you have this person who is and by this time i was probably around i don't know let's say 28 it was it was a while 28 ish 29 ish um mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm trying to figure out who i am in, the per- in, in this world i was like cause I'm, I, had a, I had a thought one day i was like teaching is not what i'm supposed to do with my life and nothing's wrong mm. with being a teacher my mom right. was a teacher. She retired. She loves it. Uh, I'm like, this is just not what I'm supposed to do with my life. I need to figure out what my journey is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started back on the whole sex thing because I, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very shocking for people. You have this girl who is very, you know, very, I guess, conservative, you know, very yes. conservative, very, um, you know, very, came from very, a religious background, talking about mm-hmm. sex, talking about dicks, talking about all these things. So it, was, yes. it, it had a lot of shock factor to it at first. Yeah. Um, and, and, and people were very like, oh my God, actually talking about sex on the internet. And and, and, <laughs> it, and, and, and I lost, I tell people all the time, to get, to get to where I am now, like I, I lost several jobs along the way. Really? Because <laughs> of your blog? Yes. They told you that you couldn't be talking yes. about sex and work for them too. Yes. So no. okay. So my is that legal? Job, <laughs> uh, apparently it is because I've been fired more times than not. So um, my 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 teaching job to start there. So when I started, mm-hmm. so when I started the blog, I was a teacher. Uh, I was mm-hmm. teaching in a classroom. Um, and so the blog has always been sex with Ashley. So my face was always the name of the blog. It was never separate from the sure. name. It was always my name. Um, and so, uh, I, I think a parent or a, someone 
stumbled across it across my Facebook or some they stumbled across it. And mm-hmm. it was reported to my school district, which at the time was uh, Fayetteville, Cumberland County. Um, and so we, I had this whole meeting with the board and all these people, the, 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 my principal and all this stuff. And they were like, you know, they gave me an option. They, they gave me an option. The option was, you can still work for us because we like you, blah, blah, blah. But you have to delete the blog. Delete the blog. You can't but you're a teacher, but you have a background in biology. It wasn't like you weren't teaching something you didn't have the educational information to teach. So apparently when, when you sign teachers, when you, when, you, when we sign our contract, there is a clause in there about uh, basically like a moral clause. Yeah. Basically, yeah. In our, in the contract um, where, you know, they want you to uphold certain moral, whatever. And mm. anything that doesn't fall in those lines, you can be reprimanded or, you know, let go behind. Sure. So, so that that's pretty much the basis of that. So for so for me, because I teaching was not my passion and sex was my passion, I opted to tell them, you know, thank you for the opportunity, and I'm going to you know uh, de- decline your offer, and I'll be on my way. So that was 2016. So then several jobs after that, um, <laughs> I lost because also by this time, as my brand grew, people started to know me, and I was talking about mm-hmm. sex and all, and it became a thing. Um, but yeah, so like I eventually, it, it's kind of, it kind of grew from me starting doing a blog to now okay. where, where I'm writing about sex. So it's been a journey. It's been a, it's been a long journey. So, <laughs> but yeah. So although you were an adult and I'm assuming, you know, by this time living on your own, by the time you started your blog and people noticing and making take, I mean, what did family or good friends say when it came down to you keeping a job or you you staying on your path and staying in alignment with what you knew was best for you, what did family and friends say? Uh, okay, so it, I've, I've shared this on Facebook over the years. So anybody who's been following me or knows me personally from like day one knows mm-hmm. there's been a lot of opposition. Uh, me, my, my mother mainly, my mother hated it. Anybody who knows me, my mama knows that she not look alike and that's that is where the, the commonality with us start stops starts and stops. Mm. We don't have okay. anything else in common after that. Uh, okay. Uh, she is she is very um you know very southern you know we don't talk about certain things outside the house. This is That's you know right. we don't. She's very very a very southern lady and the certain things she doesn't discuss and this is she didn't understand why we're talking about sex. Um, why are you doing this? You know, she told me she was embarrassed to my face. Uh, she told me, I, you know, I don't know why you're doing this. I, does, does this mean that you're having all this sex? Like, what What are you doing? It's like, she was embarrassed. My mother was embarrassed um, to know that she was going out in these streets. <laughs> and in these and she, streets, girl. But what, I, so, so well, what did you say to when she asked you, why are you doing this? What was your response? To her, um, I just I didn't really have a response. I just let her have. I honestly would just let her have her moment and whatever. And then I honestly, I would just be like, I, I would, I would just pray and be like, all right, God, like I know that this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Right. I know right. this. I can't really explain it. So I need for you to be able to let Pamela be okay. Like I don't, okay. I don't, 
I don't expect for her to be like, you know, jumping up and for joy, like, oh, my daughter talks about sex. So that's just not how she is. And I'm sure. okay with that. I'm not going to try to change her, but I need for her when she goes out to the street and someone says, oh, you're Ashley's mom. She's not embarrassed and she's mm. not, um, you know, ashamed. But that, at one point, that's where it was. She was like, oh, you're, oh, I know your daughter. Your daughter is so-and-so and so. Oh, you're Ashley's mom. Like, she, she it, that's how it was. Because one, I look like her and then people sure. know who, who it was. So now she's gotten to the point where this year and then last, I think it was last year, and then this year too, because I um I um published an article for Essence, and you know she was Congratulations. like, "Congratulations!" Oh, thank you. She was really excited about that. You know, she wanted to tell all the people. You know, she was like, "Oh, let me tell people." You know, I I think you know she's come around. Um, she said recently she was like, "Well, I don't understand, you know, exactly why you want to do this, but." I understand. I, I understand that people have to do what they, you know, what whatever yes. they feel their calling is. And so right. she, and she told me that she was proud of me. So Aww. we've gone. So we've gone from you know ashamed to proud. So that's, that's that's, uh, that must make you feel amazing. It does, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, um, I I I didn't want her to. I didn't want her to be embarrassed. Like I I wasn't necessarily looking for her acceptance per se mm -hmm. didn't want her to be like ashamed of what of her course. daughter was doing right because you knew in your heart not only was it something you were supposed to do it's information that is needed especially in the black community correct mm, this is good well that must have been you know I, I find it interesting and I find it also a wonderful that your prayer was for her to be okay. Cause you knew you were going to be okay. Despite yeah. maybe having some hurt feelings that your mom felt that way, but you know, sometimes taking our eyes off of ourselves, you know, like, I don't care what you think. This is the fuck I'm going to do. And you just need to get over it. You know, that your prayer was for your mom to be okay. And I think that is such, you know, a, a wonderful thing to do as a daughter, you know? And, and yeah. And then I also under, I also understand like from the generation she was in too like it was like my mom from the generation of you go to college you get a good job right that's what she did she went to college you got sure. a good job whatever so it was she couldn't really grab the wrap her mind around so like you're not like working like you're not working like you're home talking about this. And like, how are you gonna be able to support yourself? Like, and then you're talking about that. Like, no one's gonna wanna, you know, get hired you now because you're on the internet talking. Like, so I, so part of it was she did, she was not able to. She hadn't seen it before. She didn't done before. She didn't know anybody mm -hmm. who was able to make a living. Uh, and no, that's not that wasn't like a stripper or a prostitute or, or right. escort. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't familiar <laughs> with the business or porn yes. star. She wasn't familiar with the business of sex and how things have changed, even though, because yes. I'm assuming your mom is probably close to my age. How old is your mom? She's 64. Yeah. So your mother and I are only three years apart, two years, three years apart. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in the same, your mother and I are in the same generation. I just, you know, yeah, I, I, I was you at the same age. I just like talking about sex. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even though from the same generation and even though I wasn't raised in the south my mother is southern 
And me talking about sex pretty much always, you know, was we didn't talk about sex growing up. I mean, she was open. Mm -hmm. So my mom is in her 80s. She 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 let me know what I needed to know to not get pregnant early. You know what I mean? She so she gave me the real deal on that. But we weren't openly discussing sexual things um, in in that manner. But she gave me enough to like, okay, if you go do this, you're going to get pregnant, period, end of story. All right. So she was very, get get on some birth control. But, you know, depending on where in the world you're raised and who your parents are. um, And, you know, like I said, my mom and family is from the South. So I know about that, not talking about certain things outside the house. Right. But I've always been rebellious. So I'm like, I'm gonna do what I want to do any goddamn way. So this is how I ended up with where and I yeah, am. And see, I understood that because I understood like as I got older and I understood like, okay, so my and like knowing my grandma, she, she's deceased now, but you know, I know my grandma and I know I know how she was and like how um she de- dealt with things. Like my mama says like she, when she was growing up. Like they, she couldn't even talk about like birth control. So you, you this yeah. is a woman who was raised in the house with someone who could, couldn't talk about birth control, didn't even wow. talk about sex. So she w- didn't even have, so she didn't even have the tools to even discuss sex. So I can't really expect much from someone who wasn't, you know, who was who, just how she was raised. So like I, I get it. I I as I got older, I I understood, you know, okay, this is how my mama is. I'm not trying to change you. But you just have to understand this is how I this is how I'm gonna live my life. Um mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have to like it, you don't have to understand it, you know, but you know, just don't be embarrassed. I'm not doing anything that's you know immoral, illegal, raw, illegal, or immoral. Yeah. Yes. That's it. It's yeah, it's you know, for and I think for anybody, especially for those of you who are listening who are working in the business of sex or considering working in the business of sex. And I think Ashley is a, a great example of how to handle family. And, and then we'll talk about friends in a minute, but how to handle family and even coworkers. If this is your path and you feel like you are in alignment, you have to stand in your truth yeah. about what it is because this is something, especially on the edu- whether it's on the educational side or even on the entertainment side, it is something that we humans, and this is the best thing about being human is the entertainment side, we are not monoliths. We're not just a piece of slab that, you know, that can't do anything other than what we've learned. And Ashley has proven to you, and I will make sure you have her information to follow her if you do not already, is proof that you can stand in your truth. And even if your family is, I don't know, and what the hell, that if this is what you're supposed to do, you do nobody any justice by making yourself small yeah. and turning off your light so they feel better. You know? and, they, and they come around eventually. They, 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 they're going to come around eventually. Like if you're doing what you're supposed to do, they mm-hmm. will eventually come around. I, I saw um, Will Smith, I think it was Will Smith, had this quote and, it was, and he was saying how, um, you know, yeah, it was Will Smith. He was saying how, you know, he wanted to be a rapper um, when he was young, younger. And his, you know, his mom was like, he wanted to go to college. And mm. he was like, well, I don't want to go to college, mom. I want, I want to rap. You know, my song's already on the radio. So she said she gave him a year or whatever. And, yeah. he, and he was like, in that year, so he was probably like the hardest, the loneliest, you know, uh, 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 a year of his life. 
and he was like, you know, but eventually as he started to make strides into like make progress that his pet mother could see, like she was able to she was able to see his vision because before like she didn't know she she was like she didn't know anybody who was rapper like who made it sure like, she, for she sure didn't know. And all she saw was the people on the corner who was like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper. Like, and they're still, and they were still, and they still there. on the corner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and he was like, and they, and they came, they came around, but you have to be able to stand your ground and you have to believe in yourself first. And you can't let what other people see or don't see sway you from what you see. Mm-hmm. Hey, for that, that is so true. Amen to that. That is so, so true. So what about friends, like either friends you grew up with or friends from college when they discovered that you were on the internet talking about sex? Were they like, yes, can you get me a toy? Or were they were like, girl, I, I can't hang with you no more. So I, it, it was a couple. I, it was both. I, I had friends. I remember when I quit my teaching job, I had friends tell me, like, what you gonna do? You gonna quit a you quitting a job that has insurance and all this stuff to do what? Like I had people who were like thinking that I was crazy. I mm-hmm. had friends who felt like, you know, I was kind of doing too much on the internet. I had friends who embraced it. Um mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know, again, because pe- people everybody, like I said, no one's going to see your vision or no one's going to believe or see what you see more, mm-hmm. you know, like you do. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I had, I had a friend at one point in time, because one point in time before I was doing, uh, sex with Ashley, I was heavily involved in like the purity culture. That's what's so unique about my story. <laughs> uh, you didn't mention uh, that, Ashley. Hold on now. Wait a minute. You need to back that up. So you were in the, pu- like the purity camps and the purity ring and the purity, purity, <laughs> Yeah. So uh wait, and then know. what happened? You had sex and you changed your mind? What happened? <laughs> so I, I had had sex before I got into the purity culture thing. Okay, I had se- okay. I had had sex like at 18. But then I was okay. like, I, I kind of like, you know, well, maybe I need to try it a different way. Because you know, again, I was ingrained and grew up in the church. So sure. I was like, okay, well, let me let me try it a different different way. And so by this time, around this time is when I'm uh, a, a minister, Heather Lindsay. I don't know if anybody knows that is. Heather Lindsay mm-hmm. was very popular, and she had this whole purity culture thing called Peaky Promise. Peaky Promise was a a big a purity culture like um, sorority group for women, black women or white women, but it was a lot of black women um, over you know America. So I was the leader of one of the Pinky Promise groups here in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is so um so I had so I had people who knew me from that. So when I started Six with Ashley, I had people who were my friends from Pinky Promise who kind of like, eh, we ain't we can't fool with you no more. Uh <laughs> they kind of, you know, stopped talking to me. And that's uh-huh. you know, that's their that's that's their that's totally their right, you know. I For sure. I, I understand. Um and so, you know, I, I had friends who uh, embraced it, didn't quite understand it. I had friends who were like, uh, I don't know if that's my if that's my lane. I don't know if I want to do that and kind of kind of, you know, uh walked away. But I also understand that you have friends for seasons. And so the people yes. who were my friends for the picky promise thing, they were my friends just for that season, no shade. Um, and then you know, they could not go into the new season of my life, and that's just what it was. But you yeah. know, it's 
it's just what it, it's just it's just it's uh, basically what I've learned on this journey is that um, regardless of what people say, because pe- people people have people have thoughts and opinions on on what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I had someone mm-hmm. tell me this. This was a friend from high school. She was like, "Well, I, maybe you should wait till you get married to talk about sex, right?" That's what she told me. <laughs> <laughs> she told me that, and for and for a split second, I was like, "Well, you know what? Maybe she's right." But for a split was, second, a split second, I was like, "No, maybe she's right." That was six years ago, and I'm still not married. Now, if I had listened to her and I had really thought of, and really taken her advice, I would have been six years later. And I would have still been sitting on what I'm supposed to be doing. And I would have still been, I don't know where I would have been, but I would not be here. I know that. For sure. For sure. For sure. Mm, 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 mm. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, they people do mean well, you they know, do. our friends and, and our family. And, you know, and the people that love us, you know, I believe they just don't want to see us as somebody people, as some people say, get your hopes up that this is going to turn into something. And yeah. you're like, no, this is, you know, especially knowing that there are sex educators that have been around forever and a day, white, and mostly, and making a full-time living at it. It's like, well, she could, she did it. I mean, I know I'm not white, but with no you know, degree. Don't have a degree in nothing, but make a whole living out of it. And make a whole, so why can't I? Yeah. Why can't I? And it does come from from having a belief. Well, I'm so proud of you. Good for, good for you. But yeah, different people of not only generations, because people sometimes are like, you're how old? <laughs> like, and I'm older than some people's mother. Like, but my mama don't, and my mama never, I'm like, it's just different people. It's not even, it's not always a generation. Sometimes it's just how we grew up. Like my mom grew up, yeah. you know, she didn't know. I think she did tell me what she did tell me about sex because she, her mother told her nothing. She didn't even know anything about having a period. <laughs> she was oh, a tomboy. Wow. Cl- she was a tomboy climbing the tree, and her mother had told her to stop climbing the trees. And she started her period, and she thought she had hurt herself, and how her mother was going to oh. beat her, but that she had hurt herself on the tree because she was bleeding in between her legs, and she didn't know why. And it was one of her older sisters that had to tell her that what her menstrual cycle was. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think it's so crazy. But I mean, I know women, you know, your your mom's age, my age, who don't talk about sex with their children. I mean, I've been very open with my children. My son is younger. He's 29. My daughter's 26. So, I mean, they, no, I'm sorry. Oh, she'll be 25. I'm sorry. And I've been very open with them to the point where my daughter's like, oh my God, mom, Really? You know, I'm always surprising them about conversations, but then they have conversations with their friends and their friends are like, oh my God, must you be so explicit? And my kids are like, why can't you talk about this? Because they think (laughs) it's very normal to have conversations about sex and sexuality and toys and all of that. So yeah, it it does. So so when did you, so you started writing, you started the blog. Mm-hmm. And you started mm-hmm. doing your blog and then you were, you know, in and out of jobs trying to support yourself. And mm-hmm. then, and then you were like, this is, this is my lane. This is, I'm in alignment. I know in my heart, this is what I'm going to do. And, and where did you go from the writing of the blog? What, what was your next step from there? So I've tried various things on this journey to get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. So I, for, 
I did like the passion party thing with mm-hmm. pure romance and bedroom candy for a while. I did that. I did that route. Um, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, what did I do after that? I did like. Um, dang, what did I do? I did that. I did like this kind of like influencer type thing, kind of. After that, mm-hmm. um, what I learned. What I learned was is I did not like doing parties. Okay. <laughs> I did not like doing parties. I did not like having to one, I didn't like having to go to people's houses on my weekends and have my weekends booked up. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have to you have to like do so many to like make so much money. I didn't I didn't like it. Um, okay. And, I'm with you. And, <laughs> and then I, and I, what I learned about doing like the whole kind of influencer lane is I did not like having to have all of my income dependent on a social media platform. Now, the good thing about doing kind of like various things is you learn what you like and what you don't like by doing. For sure. For sure. Because so I, I tell people all the time, people ask me, oh, well, how, you know, how did you get to where you, where you are? I said, I kind of did a variety of things to figure out, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me try this. I don't like that. So I know that's, that's, that's off the list, but you don't right. really know. You don't really know unless you try stuff. For sure. And experience it. For sure. Yeah. I'm one of these days I'm going to write a book called of all the jobs I've had before. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can write that book together <laughs> yeah like you, you don't you you really you really don't know things you like or don't like like i did a radio show briefly um and i was like well i don't like this because i had to be every, every tuesday where i think it was wednesday every wednesday at seven o'clock i gotta be at this radio show I know that I don't like schedules, right? So okay. being somewhere every day, I like flexibility, right? So I, I like yes. I like my schedule to be flexible because, like, you know, this week I may can come, next week something may happen. Like I need to, I need to like change this to that day. So I know doing something a stand-in every Tuesday at six does not work for me. <laughs> I, can, I can't I cannot do this now podcast I can kind of do because I can record that whenever and put it out on the same day but you can you, uh, podcast is more flexible with recording than a, than a radio shows um it so like I learned that by learned that by doing so there's, there's things you're gonna learn as you go because by doing stuff you figure out what it is you do like and what you don't like and that, you know, that is so interesting that you say that there was um, some people, you know, are just like tunnel vision. They know from the time they're young, this is what I want to do. And, and you know, uh, what's your name? Brene Brown calls those people drillers. They just uh-huh. kind of drill down, drill down, drill down. And some of us, me, and it sounds a little bit like you, are more like um, um, hummingbirds, Right. The purpose mm-hmm. of a hummingbird is that it cross-pollinates flowers. It goes from this flower to that flower to that flower to this flower to this flower to that flower. Some of us are hummingbirds. We got to keep going around, going, taste a little of this, taste a little of that, yeah. switch a little of this and mix a little of that. And then we think, oh, yeah, you know, this is, this is good. This is good. I like this and I like this. And it's also um, another way of life. So, and it's a good way that, like I said, the good thing about being human is we have choice. It right. is nothing better than 
than having choice. <laughs> right. I agree. Yeah. So, so you did the writing, you did the blog, you kind of did a few things that you realized that you didn't like and, and, um, but you're, you still stayed with the writing because you, you recently became a writer for, um, Madden Noir. Yeah. So I, I've always, I'm, I, 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 um, think I communicate, you know, rather well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, um, uh, my undergraduate in college, I wanted to change my biology degree to a communications degree, honestly. Um, but I was already like a junior, a junior at the time. I was like, well, dang, I have to be here extra like a year and a half. And I didn't want to stay in mm-hmm. college any longer. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, stuck with my degree, which I should have changed at the time, but I didn't. So, um, I always like, I always wanted to like, you know, be something with communications. I didn't really know what though. Um, but I like, I like talking. I like being able to write. Um, and this is going to sound crazy, but even with like, when I think of like being like of a sex blogger, a a journalist, I always, I think everybody always thinks about Carrie Bradshaw for Sex in the City, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I think Carrie Bradshaw is like, I guess like, I guess the epitome of what a sex blogger is, I guess that's because that's the only example of one that we have or we have yeah, on, yeah. on on mainstream TV. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that. I like the flexibility that comes with me being able to um, write about what I want to write about. I can do mm-hmm. it from the, from the, the comfort of my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's flexible. Yes, you know, I, I I go out and do appearances when I have to, is you know, for certain things. But it's not my life is not. I don't have to go out and be on and be in someone's face all the time to make money. Um, I literally make money by using a computer and you know conveying my thoughts in written format or talking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love that I love, and that's why I was like, you know what? I found my lane for a long time. There, I was trying to find my lane. I was talking to one of my friends who was a sex educator because mm-hmm. I, I never really uh, thought of myself as a sex educator, really. Um, and I was like, I'm trying to figure out my what what lane do I fall in in, in under this sexual health umbrella. Because there's yes. so many things that you can do. Like you have people who are therapists, people who are educators, mm-hmm. you have people who are, you know, people who are podcasters, people who are bloggers, you know, people who like are, are um, content creators. It's a whole plethora of things you can do. Um, and I was talking to her, this is probably about two years ago. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out where I fall under the spectrum of sexual wellness. I said, I, I don't, I'm not a sex educator, but I'm trying to find my way. Like I'm trying to figure out where I am. I, it, I finally found what that lane is. And that lane yes. is um, being like a, you know, a sexual wellness writer. That is, that is my lane. And I love it. I'm, oh, and I'm excited for you. <laughs> There's nothing better than figuring out where you fit. And is that, I think it's nothing better than understanding that there's more than one way up the mountain. It's right. not just 
you know, sometimes, you know, with the multi-level marketing, like a fashion party, or I mean, I did Amway and all the rest of these other things, you know, they're like, this is the only way to make it. They're like, no, there's other ways to get to the top of the mountain. And your path is your path, you see. Right. So, so wait, tell, we were talking about Madame Noir. I was asking about Madame Noir. You are their sex expert. Tell, tell me what. I- I'm I'm there. I'm the, I have a sex advice column that comes out yes. every Wednesday. Yeah. On there. And how are you enjoying that? That started earlier this year. Yeah, it started in January. I love it actually. I think it's like I love it cuz you know, I I you know. I I like I I like giving advice anyway okay. and then some of the stuff people, you know, um write in I'm just like, "Oh, wow." It's it's, it's it's very interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I I like it. What I've learned is this is what I've learned doing doing this column is I learned that uh, sex in relationships and marriages is uh-huh. way more important than people like to give it credit. Because people, I've heard, I've always heard growing up um, from a woman's standpoint. Oh mm-hmm. well, you know. Um, you know, there's other things that matter in the marriage or relationship sex. You know, sex is only like, you know, five minutes. Shit. There's other things. And, oh, hell um, no. Five minutes. Those are grounds <laughs> for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, seems, it seems that women deem it as not this important thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, I, and I realized that doing this column that it is important because I mm-hmm. get all these women... Or I hear I hear stories about women who have who are married or in relationship with people who they like, they you know good providers, everything mm. you they, they tell you that you are supposed to have in a mate. However, yeah. comma Uh-oh. the sex the sex <laughs> <laughs> the sex is not what they like or it's undesirable, it's unfulfilling, and they're unsatisfied, and now they're writing me trying to figure out how they can fix it and like my question always is to them well if you knew prior to getting with him that this why? was not something that you wanted why did you get with him that's why? always my question yeah why 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 would you i would not i would not marry anything undesirable <laughs> for and, any, any reason and you know what the answer always is? The answer is, well, I thought it would get better. Or I thought it did not matter that much. It was like, I thought it didn't matter that much. It, and now that you're living with it, and you have to deal with it every day, now you're looking at it matters, and now you're stuck. <laughs> well, you're well, not yeah, stuck. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that does have to start from the ground zero to go. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago when... We got together, our sex sucked, and it still sucks. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I, I told my daughter before she even had sex, when she was a teenager and we were you know, running, getting around and talking about those things, I'm like, you are responsible for your own orgasms and your own sexual health. You will always carry your own condoms, always. But you yeah. are responsible for your own orgasms. Take this mirror and go squat over it and look at your body. You know, you need to know what I told her. You need to know your body. You need to know what pleases you. How are you going to be able to tell your partner what pleases you if you don't even know? So I got her books. I'm like, you don't have to talk about it with me, but, you know, you you need to figure it out. So, 
yeah, I'm like, we're not going to have these issues. Don't, you know. And I told her that sometimes sex is just sex. And it's okay to desire somebody. I, I told her one day you're going to meet a man. He's going to be so handsome. And he's going to be so fine. And energy's gonna, he's going to open his mouth. He's going to be dumb as a fucking rock. <laughs> and you'll have yeah. sex with him and send him, and you'll have sex with him and send him home. So, and it's okay. It's totally okay. She was like, oh my God, mom. But then she's like, yeah, it happened. Eventually. Yeah. It happened. yeah. So, and so okay. like, I, 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 I really want women, like, I, I really, if nothing else, if, if nothing else, when I leave this earth, I really want people to be like, you know what? I learned how to prioritize sex and make it important because of Ashley. I, I want women, like, especially when it comes to like, trying to find these lifelong partnerships that we're doing like mm. you know, like women have these height requirements and these financial requirements we need to have sex requirements as well put that on the same list on the same list as everything else because you're getting with these people and then the, and you're not satisfied and then you're trying to talk to me and i'm like well all i got it leaves like <laughs> well, or why you're not why are you not talking to him about it because it's i mean it 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 you know it's it's a learned activity, sex. Correct. No one, Correct. no one comes out of the womb knowing how to have good sex. There's a million, Correct. if not a million and two books on how to have good sex, how to have different sex, how to spice up your sex life, how to get healthy enough. For sex. So there's no, re there's the internet. Don't use porn. Porn is for entertainment, not education. So there's no reason to not be good in bed, in my opinion. There's no reason to not be good in bed. There's everything. But if you don't tell your partner they're no good, then that's your fault. And now, if you I, tell them and they don't do anything, well, then, yeah. Right. And then, I, and then, and then you know, sexual uh, compatibility is a thing. Like, you know, for sure. yes, yes, sex can be taught. And I, and I do believe that. I think you, you have, cause, because no matter who you're with, you have to teach them what, things that you like. So, so that part is true. However, there are the certain things that I like that are like are non-negotiables and um, that maybe can't be taught. Like, you know, maybe maybe you like a uh, certain, you know, penis size or maybe you're into like some type of kink and they're not. And like, you know, and they're not and they're not going to be into it. Now, if you know you like that and they're not like they're not going to try that, then you, mm -hmm. that might be a thing that you don't even want to go down and explore that because it's for what? Um, but it's for, sure, for, for sure for monogamous couples, for people who are open, like I'm, you know, I'm open, poly, kinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my partners, I only date non-monogamous men. So uh -huh. it's, but there are things I don't do. You know, I'm a dominant switch. I'm not into anal, but my man, I, I'll find somebody to get anal for you. I, you can get yeah. all the anal you want. It just ain't going to be with me. So, right. And I don't think people should. I don't think people should have to not have the things that they like. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I agree, agree with that. you on that. Yeah. So yeah, they shouldn't be with him if you know he's not or she's not going to be into that. And that's something that's really important for you. You might not want to have a relationship with them. Yeah. And so and 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 that is a thing, right? So I think that's mm -hmm. important. So you have to figure out what's important to you and right. what's on your non-negotiable list. And, mm -hmm. and 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 have a sex non-negotiable list as well, it, it, mm -hmm. along with your other things, and then work off that list. But we don't we do it this we don't even include sex. 
we do everything else and then we get with the people and then the step is horrible and then we're like we tried everything we tried this 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 so, sometimes it is a thing of people not communicating and sometimes sure. it's a thing of y'all just not compatible sexually and then now what right do. right i i <laughs> i talk about non-compatibility i met a I, a couple that has been married a long time, more than 10 years or whatever. And the the male and I had our moment together and it was, it was the worst sex I've ever had. And I'm like, and I wanted to just say to the wife, this really works for you? <laughs> it was the worst sex I've ever had. And I'm like, this works for you interesting you know so from the educator <laughs> part of me i was just like this is so interesting that this really were i mean i didn't have that conversation with them uh -huh. but in my mind as an educator who meets people from all over the world and all these different genders and sexual types and this i just thought it was just the most interesting thing in the world that that sex was good for her yeah it was horrible for me <laughs> <laughs> once this, once this, uh, this this interview is over, I have questions about you and openness. We'll talk off, off, off. Okay, off for sure, for sure. So, <laughs> so tell me real, tell me um about real quick about your your podcast about Ho and Tell. Oh yeah, so I have a podcast, Ho and Tell. So Ho and Tell is a features anonymous sex stories from strangers. People call in and they share their sex stories. Some of them are mm -hmm. more juicy than others, mm -hmm. but the voices, um, people, the names are changed and the voices are, are, are altered so people can share as much or as little as they want. And the whole point of that is, you know, I realized that people, one, I, I realized that there are more people out there doing things than we think. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted I wanted a way for people to share the things that they're doing so that there's so people can so one people can know they're not alone and that mm -hmm. way and other people can be like oh dang I've always thought about that but I didn't know if anybody was doing it because most of the people who who call in my show are, are black right sure um, sure so I wanted to come create a way to, to create conversations around sex I believe you know I personally believe, you know, people who talk about sex have better sex. So if you are talking about it and, or you have this, this podcast where you're listening to people talk about their sex lives, you can feel less awkward about your sex life. You know, mm -hmm. if there was this um, episode about this woman who pegged her boyfriend. Like, you know, oh, mm -hmm. there's somebody else pegging her boyfriend. Like, you know, so now, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. when your boyfriend brings up tea, you won't, you won't feel, oh, that's so weird. You know, you know, there's other people who are doing this. Yes. Um, so that's the whole premise of the the of the podcast is to basically people strangers telling their sex stories to other strangers. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashley, it has been amazingly wonderful to have you on the show. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having me. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. So. My audience, listen, if you want to stay up to date with Ashley, by, by all means, please visit her website, Sex with Ashley, S-A-S-H-L-E-Y.com. -S -S yes. And you can also be sure to follow her on all social media platforms under at Sex with Ashley. There you go. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y. 
EY. Make don't forget the EY, Sex with Ashley. So she's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And to stay up to date with me at Sisters of Sexuality is our website. Of course, if you have any questions for me or any of my guests, I'd be more than happy to pass it along. You can email me at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on all social media under Sisters of Sexuality. And my main platform, of course, is Organic Lovin'. So please, if you like this episode, please leave us a review, like, share, subscribe, and support. And until next week, have an amazing rest of your day and stay sexy. Bye-bye. Organic Lovin' for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her. For him. For you. For the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com. <laughs>